Jazz Heads Radio. We find people whose heads are full of music and we delve inside just for you. Welcome to another episode of Jazz Heads. Uh, we're interviewing people who are passionate about music. And today we have Roger, R. Roger, Roger West with us, who's a regular down at Wakefield Jazz, uh, well, pretty much every Friday. And we've asked Roger to pick 10 tracks uh, that he feels passionate about and he thinks that everyone should hear. So what sort of music have you picked for us, Roger? I've picked a very wide mix. Uh, I've picked some jazz, obviously, but I've picked a lot of things which uh, I've loved over the years and still play to myself. Uh, the, the reason I go to the jazz club, really, is because that's really high-class live music, which I love, but it doesn't have to be jazz for me to like it. Uh, so anything from classical music right through to pop music can still turn me on. You like music that's got a real strong rhythm to it, and I know we have a shared love of funk. In fact, it was quite funny last, a couple of Fridays ago when Remy Harris played, and we were talking about the sort of Django Reinhardt gypsy jazz and how it's great for about an hour and then uh, it can be a bit repetitive. It can. And then the th- you went and sat down after buying your round of drinks and then, <laughs> and then Remy Harris played Sissy Strut Sissy, from the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, it was we looked at each other and thought, this is going <laughs> to be a good gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's amazing. People just kind of use these influences sometimes. And uh, uh, last night we had another group on the um, and uh, it was suddenly started playing a bit of funky type music and it really gets you going gets me going anyway so what have you got for us first uh, I've got a track by uh, a group called Backdoor who are a North Yorkshire group I think I think they call themselves Backdoor but used to go into the pub in North Yorkshire wherever it was uh, through the back door <laughs> um, and it's it's a trio and the leader of the trio is plays a Fender bass, so it's a very rare type of group which uses a bass as its lead uh, instrument. Um, and I've chosen a track called "Through the Zigzag Gate," and it's a brilliant track, and I think it really kind of uh, showcases the talents of this group. <laughs> Thank you. 
was uh, fantastic. So funky. And it and it's being led by a bass, as you said, is quite rare for a group. Sure. But it just gives such funky power to it. It does, I think so, yeah. So we've got something uh, very different, a real uh, change of musical genre and a change of mood now. We have. I don't know quite where I first heard this Maurice Ravel track first, but... Um, when when you think of Maurice Ravel, you first think of uh, the bolero and uh, and imagine Tovel and Dean dancing to it. But it's not a track. It's not a number I particularly like anyway. But some of his reflective stuff is absolutely wonderful. This was written during the First World War uh, to commemorate people he knew who died during the war. And when you know this and listen to it, it's really uh, very evocative.
So from a piece of music that was written during the First World War uh, to something much more up-to-date now, and this band is based in Leeds. Well, I'm not sure they're based in Leeds, but they certainly all met in Leeds. I think they all went to the uh, music college, I believe. And now they spread all over Europe, I, th- I think. But uh, we were lucky enough to have them uh, in December 2015 at the club. They're called I Shut Tight. And I just was totally blown away with the quality of the music. It was, for me, the highlight of that season by a considerable margin. And they're just a trio, piano, bass and drums. And I just just think it's just wonderful music. And I've played it over and over and never got bored with it. Mm. They remind me of the sort of EST, uh, Helgelian trio, that sort of Nordic jazz trio, that sort of sensibility. The thing I love about the track that you've picked is is just a consistent drum mm. pattern throughout. It's uh, just it just ties the whole thing together and it's wonderful. Yeah. And the track's called It's called Addict.
lovely piece of music. And, uh, well, Booker T next. Well, I've always loved Booker T, right from Green Onion's time, which is it's the one that everybody remembers, Booker T and the MGs. But I got into them. I think I've got every track they've ever done, to be honest. So to say I'm a fan is probably a bit of an understatement. And uh, although they've got a great bass player, great drummer, great organ player, and the star of that is Steve Cropper for me, who is very underrated as a, as a, uh, a solo guitar player. And some of his breaks are just magical. And this is one that particularly showcases his skills. The solo in the middle is just out of this world for me. And it's uniquely Steve Cropper. And it's a track that lots and lots of people have, uh, have played. Tried. <laughs> and it is <laughs> it's summertime Thank you. 
So what do you have next for us, Roger? Ah, well, I've got the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, and I've chosen a track uh, which was never released before. It's uh, just a, a demo she did. Uh, she's playing the piano herself, and it's um, I Never Loved a Man, brackets the way I love you, and it's just shows the range of her voice. It's just magical. And it's a real raw take. Is it? Is it a studio outtake? It's done in a studio, and I think it's done as a demo, maybe for other people to listen to and maybe to record. I'm not sure. But it, it's just so raw and beautiful. Hey, it started to get good in there. Yes, it did. We had that rocking thing. Sometimes it's nice to uh, hear a track that isn't consciously recorded for a CD or, or for distribution, but just has a, a sort of raw passion uh, to it. I think uh, that 
last track was absolutely full of it. Mm. Uh, next, what do you have for us? Well, Otis Redding. Now, for me, Otis Redding was always my favourite singer when he was around. It's a shame he was taken from us at such an early age, but I did manage to see him once live, uh, which was a real joy. He's known for many things, Dock of the Bay, perhaps, most of all, and uh, it's not really the type of music that he sings which I like the most. Uh, I think Try a Little Tenderness and things like that are very well known, but there are one or two tracks that he's put down which aren't so well known, and this one I've chosen, uh, Nobody Loves You When You're Down and Out, is such... Is, is up there, I think, uh, with with the best. And if you listen right to the end and listen for the interchange between, again, Steve Cropper on guitar and, and the voice of Otis Redding, it's just a real joy. So Roger, you and I just share a love of funk, uh, raw funk, uh, stuff you can dance to in your head, stuff you can really dance to, something with a real powerful rhythm. And I know when we first met each other, um, one of the early bands that we talked about was the Fantastic Meters. And you've got something from them for us next. Yeah, I have. I mean, this is a New Orleans group, which probably is the, the birthplace of funk. Uh, and this group are just the kings of funk for me. Uh, other people might have other views on it, but uh, and this is one of their most famous tracks. So there's a bit of singing on it as well, but it's called "Just Kiss My Baby," and um, yeah, it just needs listening to. Ow, 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 ow. 
be nice to just hear a little bit about your experiences of, of of Wakefield Jazz which I think this year is celebrating its 30th year mm. and I've been going to the club regularly now for 15 16 years something around that um, I what attracted me first was some of the good artists and the good music was on but uh, I, I got to love the atmosphere in the place it's uh, it's it's very special and it's a place where people just go and they're not told to keep quiet, but everybody listens because it's so important to hear the music and you're with like-minded souls and it's just a great place to go. So which jazz track have you picked well, for us? you might not call this a particularly jazzy track, but it is Thelonious Monk, so by definition you could probably say it was jazz. It's a very short piece and it's abide with me. Uh, it lasts for less than a minute. And it's done more or less like you might expect um, a, a brass band in this country uh, might do, but I, I don't particularly like brass band music, I must say, but the way that this is done, it just touches me in a certain way, and I can't actually tell you why, but I just love this piece, and I'll play it over and over. Mm -hmm. 
I think I'm a bit like you, Roger. I uh, I like brass bands at Christmas in Haworth. Beyond that, I'm not overly keen. In fact, my wife really does like to listen to a brass band, but uh, that was uh, that was really beautiful. And uh, you have some Coltrane for us now. I do. I, I, for me, John Coltrane was the ultimate sax player. One thing he he does here is play a tune that we all know pretty well and it just shows his talent and it becomes apparent what he does with the tune that you know so well he can make it in such a one to a wonderful jazz piece like he does and my favorite things is nice tune but it's um hardly recognizable as a jazz tune before he started with it
And now on to your last track, Roger. I think it might be a Beatles influence theme here. No, it's really something influenced the Beatles because this is. Um, I, I started listening to the Beatles like everyone else did in the uh, in the early sixties, and I was that actually flung me in the direction of some American music that's obviously influenced them and had been influencing me before. But I picked up one or two things that had come from them. Uh, there was a guy called Arthur Alexander who uh, had the original version of Anna, which the Beatles famously did, and everyone thinks it's a Beatles number. And uh, another one they did was Money, and it was originally recorded and written by a guy called Barrett Strong, who was one of the in-house writers for um, Motown. And I think it was done in about 1960, this track. And the Beatles obviously copied it. But I really like listening to the originals of these tracks. And one of the most famous ones was Money. It was originally written by Barrett Strong, uh, who was one of the house writers for Motown. And I just think it's just got something very special about it. Again, it's raw. And it sounds right. It doesn't sound like a studio piece. And it's just got something special and something extra that the Beatles didn't seem to put in there. Thank you, Roger. It's been a real pleasure. We'll play this out with Money by Barrett Strong. Cheers. You can 